Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 3, As Above, So Below. So, most of you probably already know this because this is not an old movie. Um, Maybe there is an old movie that they remade, but I don't think so. Today's title is in reference to the 2014 horror film starring Pretty to Weeks and the guy who is Ginsburg on Mad Men. Love him. I don't think about you at all. Iconic. Um, As one who practically pees her pants when a horror movie commercial comes on, I've never seen this movie, of course. Like, I remember going to see, like, Neighbors or something equally goofy and silly in the trailer for that movie for As Above, So Below played before the movie and I almost ran out. Like, I can't do it. So anyway, the IMDb description is miles of twisting catacombs lie beneath the streets of Paris, the eternal home to countless souls. When a team of explorers ventures into the uncharted maze of bones, they discover a dark secret that lies within the city of the dead, a journey into madness and terror as above so below reaches deep into the human psyche to reveal the personal demons that come back to haunt us all wow wow that is a lot that's intense so without further ado let's just jump into this week's episode uh the episode starts with archie in the hole i just in solitary like you guys i just i don't think juvie is like 1930s prison i just really don't anyway I don't know. My TV messed up at this part. I didn't have any sound um, because it was raining Wednesday night and our satellite dish does not tolerate any sort of inclement weather. So I don't know exactly what words were exchanged before the warden says, then you'll stay in for another week. I don't know. I'm sure they were like, are you ready to fight now? And he was like, no. Like even my closed captioning wouldn't work. So anyway, and thank fucking God the sound kicked in for the next scene because hell yeah, FP and Alice have just fucked. It's it's so great. I'm so excited. This is the part from the from the trailer that we wanted to see the most. Um, as much as I feel like it's gonna be weird for Betty and Jughead, and I don't want them to break up, but I'm so happy we finally got to see this. We have been waiting for this since. Jughead's birthday in season one. And you guys, FP has a jelly bean tattooed on his chest. Swoon. That's also a pretty good key to note that we're going to get jelly bean and Gladys later this season. Um, so that's exciting. So we learned that it's been three weeks since the last episode and nothing dramatic has happened yet. There have been no more seizures, no more suicides. But with Betty and Jughead on the case, drama is soon to follow, of course. Cut to the little devils in their own post-coital embrace. Post-coital, I really said that. Post-coital embrace in Dylan's, like, horror movie bunker of all places. So, yeah. That's, you know... and Oh, and it works, because as above with her parents, so below with the kids. But that might be the most teenager thing about these two <laughs> They find this underground bunker and are immediately like, you know what? 
nobody knows about this place, we can bone here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they use it for. Ben's death haunts Betty. Like, of course it does. It should. It haunts me and it was just TV. They learn that they're missing the rule book for the game. Jughead compares this bizarro Dungeons and Dragons to a religion. And Betty says, yeah, or a cult. And every cult has a king. And behind every cult king is a ma non Sheila. Am I right? <sighs> I mean, that bitch was crazy. But like, fuck, yes. She took care of shit. I mean, tough titties. I love that lady. Again, fucking bonkers and totally brainwashed and all that. But still, if you haven't watched Wild Wild Country, stop what you're doing now. Riverdale can wait. Go watch it. It will it'll blow your mind. So Fed, Fed. So Fred tries to visit um, Archie and Juby, but his visitation rights are suspended because of the riot. Fred says he'll be calling his lawyer. And I wonder if he'll hire uh, Sierra McCoy or possibly even Penny Peabody. I mean, wouldn't that be something? Did, did we all forget that she was a lawyer, the snake charmer? I mean, I just feel like Penny is really not focusing on her legal duties and just really embracing this whole ghoulie drug runner thing when, I mean, she has other means of <laughs> making money. Anyway, Veronica has learned that being a grown-up is like really hard and bills totally suck. But hey, the Peach Pit After Dark has been ready for a while. But Veronica has been waiting for Archie to get out of the clink. Betty tells her that's dumb and just to open the damn speakeasy. Like, dude, we're three episodes out from the first mention of the speakeasy. What the hell? Sets her money, baby. Let's get this going. We have nothing else to fill the time with. Betty finally figured out the game is tied to the farm cult. Like, duh. Um, and if it's not, I'm going to be super pissed because it just doesn't make sense otherwise. Kevin and Josie show up to Pops looking for Veronica, and Pop shows them how to dial her via the, like, insane speakeasy crap. Dell 642 on the rotary phone. I'm sure those numbers mean something, but my brain doesn't want to figure it out. Reggie answers and asks for the password because Kevin is the greatest. He says Stonewall, and Reggie's like, okay, close enough, because we don't actually have a password, and lets them in. Kevin says that he's died and gone to candor and ab heaven. Yes! also learn that there's no booze in this speakeasy like isn't veronica's signature drink a jalapeno margarita i mean i know that like she can't serve alcohol to minors and her bartender is a minor but like i don't know i just feel like that's really lame that really defeats the purpose of a speakeasy but fine i guess that's where the we draw the line like we can have high schoolers fucking. We can have them having a keg party. We can have them doing jingle jangle. We can have Archie wield a gun and put it in kids' faces. Um, we can have, like, human cockfights. But where we draw the line in our morality is having teenagers serve other teenagers liquor. Sure. Sure. Josie will be the house talent. Kevin will be the DJ as long as he gets to sing occasionally because, oh yeah, Casey Cott's talents should never remain hidden. Um, oh shit, Penny Peabody is waiting up top at Pops for Veronica. As above, so below again. Sure hate for something to happen to this nice joint you got here, Veronica. Fuck you, Penny. Go be a lawyer again. Quit being shitty. The warden, um, so like... Not, not necessarily the, the warden, but 
some of the security guards or what do you call them? I guess just guards at Juvie, they like wake Archie up by putting a hand over his mouth, telling him not to make a noise. They put a bag over his head and they bring him down to the pit. Cool. Archie agrees to be the new mad dog just as Joaquin is getting the ever-loving shit beat out of him. And wow, what a makeup job because that was that was crazy. And then we get zzz, Riverdale. When we come back from commercial, Archie meets the other like underground fighters, Baby Teeth. Ew, what a terrible goddamn name. And then Peter and Thumper. Where's Cottontail? Huh? I guess I guess they're quick like rabbits. I don't know. Don't ask questions, Archie boy. Veronica is a little over-enthusiastic about inviting the serpents to the opening of La Bonne Nuit, the speakeasy. Evelyn Evernever is starting a student chapter of the farm at Riverdale High. And oh shit, Betty will never be worthy of the King's Scripture, aka the player manual for the nerd game. Like, that was kind of a weird scene, and I know all that was really jumbled up in my recap, but like, so much not stuff happens in this episode. It's a lot of, okay, we just got to get there. So we're just going to try to get there. So they just kind of talk to people to set up future plot lines. Um, we get shirtless Reggie. Mm, 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 mm. And of course, because Charles Melton and Cami Mendez are dating in real life. So that they're being paired here. She's, uh, they're the new, um, Sprouse heart or whatever the fuck. So Veronica and Reggie have been set up with huge boxes of jingle jangle and naturally Sheriff Minetta shows up just in time to bust them. But in the two seconds it takes Veronica to go upstairs, talk to Sheriff Minetta, not demand a warrant for the search that he wants to do. She comes back downstairs and Reggie has picked up all the jingle jingle that he's dropped on the floor. He's hit all the boxes and has put a shirt on. Like, that's a cartoon-level switcheroo. And they don't tell you where he hid it. Like, where did he do with it? Surely he didn't take it all. Did he hide it in a storage closet? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. And honestly, the fake sheriff is just here wanting Veronica to pay him off anyway. Veronica isn't going to bite um, on Hiram's obvious threats until she's properly armed, she says. And then Betty shows up to her house and... Oh, to the, the student farm meeting. But it's just Evelyn and a crap ton of pizzas. Which kind of made me sad for her. Like, she bought all these pizzas for this group meeting and no one showed up. Not even Ethel, which is crazy. Um, there's the Archie cockfight scene. And I'm so over this plot line. I know I keep saying it, but you guys, we have got to get him out. Um, winners get perks. They ask him where he wants to eat. And he says, ever heard of a place called Pops? No, they've never heard of the one restaurant in town. Good God. And of course, our good boy gets enough to share. Of course he does. I love that we get a scene with Tony and Cheryl where they're just being like totally normal and taking fun pictures like at the at the serpent camp. It's so great. Veronica shows up looking for Jughead, but sorry, V. Jughead isn't in the serpent plot this episode. He's playing true detective and canoodling Nancy, Nancy Drew. God, I love Cheryl. Um, luckily Tony was an underage bartender at the white worm. So she knows all the ins and outs. So Veronica can, pr- can prove that the ghoulies are using the basement as a jingle jingle lab. And then OMG, it's our theme music. Yes. The, it's the Archies singing jingle jangle from the old cartoon that 
we use for this podcast and hope that no one at the actual Archie Comics um, corporation finds out and wants money for. So that was really exciting. And I kept seeing where people were like, this song is now iconic on Twitter. And I'm like, and it already was, you guys. Um, I felt really bad for Cheryl in the episode where they're like sleuthing because she has to investigate the room where her her brother was shot in the head by her father like that that's gotta like hurt her soul somewhere it's rough Jughead attends his first Griffins and Gargoyles game where it's just Ethel like guys that's not how you play Dungeons and Dragons there's got to be a lot more people there I don't know it's kind of weird um Ethel says that Ben betrayed him and finished the game with Dilton instead bummer dude you got to live and Dilton got to die what a terrible betrayal (sighs) whatever um Betty comes home to a bunch of hippies in her living room oh and oh shit it's just Scientology you have to ascend to different levels to meet Edgar holy fuck Alice told them told the farmies about the dead guy that they got rid of god damn um if I have to see one more character go to prison and granted they deserve it like, they're not wrong for going to prison. Archie definitely deserves to be punished for what he has done. Betty, Alice, Jughead, and FP should all be in jail for hiding that body. Um, Chick should, if he's still alive, who even knows? But if he is alive, he should definitely be in prison for killing a guy. But <laughs> I just don't want to see any more of it. The Shawshank stuff is so tired. I'm just so over it. Um... Oh, and apparently Alice knows about Griffins and Gargoyles, or G&G, as Ethel would correct us. Oh, snap. And then, like, the camera gets weird around Betty, and just as we think she's about to have another seizure, she just says she's fine and retreats to her room, so I guess she gets dizzy? I don't know. It was very misleading. Jughead is just having a ball playing the game with Princess Ethelene until she wants him to drink cyanide. Don't, don't even fucking risk it, Jughead. Like, I'm so mad at him for actually drinking out of one of those cups. Like, I know you're investigating and I know it's important to you to get the answers that you want to get that book. But, like, fucking A, dude. Don't almost put cyanide in your body. Like, that's, that is too much of a risk. You should be like, fuck you, rip the book out of her hands and run out of there. Like, bro. But he does. And then Ethel makes Jughead kiss her before giving him the scripture, aka the player's manual. Like, fuck off, guys. Then she chugs the other chalice, which we assume has cyanide in it. She does not feel okay. Duh. So he calls on one. <sighs> Sabrina commercial. Cut <laughs> to Sabrina commercial. It was awesome. Um, we'll talk about that later. So in the hospital, Jughead reviews the manual just as Ethel wakes up. Luckily, they got the antidote to the poison in her just in time. Good. Because three dead kids in as many episodes is a lot, even for Riverdale. So, good grief. Ethel is chained to the bed because she's on suicide watch. She says she's not suicidal, but it's like, guys, that's what this game is to get you to kill yourself. So, yeah, I think you are. Um, She says the game is only just the beginning. Oh, no. She starts to caress Jughead's hand. Girl. You in too deep. <laughs> no, ma'am. Send her to actual therapy, please, now. And Jughead doesn't tell Betty any of this. And, like, I don't think it, Ethel's a threat to Betty. 
because Jughead's clearly not into it, but yikes. Veronica um, <laughs> comes in with her like pictures of the um, White Worms Jingle Jingle Lab. She tells Hiram to back the fuck off and she wants $10,000 a week in perpetuity. And I'm like really proud of her stand- for standing up to her dad, but also really scared for her. Like, girl, just send those pictures to the FBI anyway. He'll go to prison and it's done. You're done. You don't have to deal with him anymore. Don't try to blackmail him to get more money. Like, fuck. We're also, we're only in the third of 22 episodes and the war has just begun. I don't, like, uh, Hiram Lodge is a bad person to threaten and you should know that because you're his daughter and that just seems like your stakes are way too high. Also, her makeup is amazing in that scene. Like gorgeous. Um, the warden wants Archie to save the crowd's bloodlust by making the fights last because the last guy he like knocked out with one punch because I guess he's fucking Superman or whatever. Then Archie starts to envision dad talks with an imaginary Fred and that was kind of sad. It's nice to see Fred for more than just that one little bloop in the, the beginning but still sad. Sorry guys, had to take a barf break because... If you remember from last episode, I'm pregnant AF and, uh, yeah, real gross. So Alice trusts the farm with her secrets about G and G more than she trusts Betty. And that cuts deep. That's, that's rough. That's cold, Alice. Then we cue the speakeasy opening. Everybody is gorge. Of course, Hiram delivers that God awful painting from his office to Veronica, which was kind of nice. A weird olive branch but still nice he also tells her that he's really proud of her so she shows him the speakeasy which is obviously a huge huge mistake like that's gonna backfire on her y'all reggie's like formal wear is plaid pants oh my god (laughs) i love it josie sings a very sultry version of anything goes and it's just the best i just love it Of course, we can't use this musical moment without having a full-on montage because it's Riverdale. So Archie's like fighting this kid who's obviously scared out of his damn mind and not as good of a as a fighter. So he like whispers to him, Archie is like, make me bleed. Just just make me bleed. So he takes hit after hit and goes down for just a second before getting in his one killer punch in. The warden's like, this kid is a star great. It's all very gross. Archie accepts a bottle of rum from the warden after the fight, and that certainly feels like a trap until we get um, that shot from the trailer where, like, he realizes it's Lodge-branded rum, and he fucking chunks it at the bars, and it breaks, and it's, it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous shot. Great for promotional stuff, um, but yeah. So that's like all that was set up for. It's just that really good shot. He opens Mad Dog's book to find a small rock hammer inside because we're just doing the Shawshank Redemption now. It's just happening. We're doing it so much that Archie even understands that this rock hammer means that they're tunneling out. It's to escape. (sighs) Yeah. At... um, the Sunnyside trailer park at the Joneses trailer, Betty and Jughead show up in FP 
freaks the fuck out about finding the scripture in the house. And he's like, this game is pure evil, boy. And he sees that Jughead's lips are blue from drinking the Kool-Aid. And he, um, he goes outside and burns the manual, much to Betty and Jughead's dismay. But gee, I wonder if Ethel has another 500 copies laying around that she could just disperse to the whole school. Hiram comes into Veronica's room after the, the um, speakeasy opening and congratulates her. And he says, what drug lab? Because obviously he's cleared out of the white worm by now. But, um, I don't know. I feel like all this shit's going to backfire on her. I do not trust him. Of course we don't trust Hiram Lodge. We never should. He's Hiram Lodge. That's his whole character is untrusty mob guy. So... Mm, whatever. Archie tells Baby Teeth and the rest of the, <laughs> the fighting ring that he... Oh, and, and Joaquin. That he's planning an escape. Cool, cool. Joaquin's in. Um, can... I feel like if you just hang out, Veronica's going to get you out via the Innocent Project. <sighs> Oi. So Betty and Jack had her fucking in the bunker again. Betty's hair looks like a straight-up wig. It's very weird. They say at least no one can play the game again, but oh shit. Ethel has indeed spread the Gargoyle King's gospel. There's, there is a manual in everyone's locker. By the next weekend, everyone will be drinking poison. Fabulous! Um, I feel like 90% of that school would like look at it and be like, nerds, throw it away and go back to their lives. But just the idea that the whole school is playing is bonkers um and that's it Riverdale so we'll move on to segments now um we have a couple of things that we like to hit after each episode first off we like to cover the most Archie comics moment the moment that feels like it was really pulled from the comics so we definitely have the jingle the jingle jangle song that um that came from the Archie cartoons that was playing in at the white worm or over the scene at the white worm. So that was cool. Um, but also I think the rotary phone that they used to get into the speakeasy, like that felt very fifties or at least old timey. And I thought that was cool. Like, um, Kiernan Shipka who plays Sabrina, the teenage witch in the reboot. She was also in Mad Men and she commented on a still of Kevin, you know, using the rotary phone to get into the speakeasy. She said, Mad Men vibes or very much Mountain Vibes or something to that effect. And it was like, yes, yes it is. Cause even his outfit is very 1960s. So it was great. I loved it. For our best blossom burn, um, we didn't get a single burn from Cheryl this episode. Not even an offhand hobo comment to Jughead when he rips the G&G manual out of her hand. Like nothing. She was perfectly nice. And I don't want to say wasted, but like, I mean, not like drunk wasted, but like her character was wasted because there's so much potential there um, and they didn't use it. But it was kind of like she and Tony were just there to be used by Veronica when, I don't know, or maybe Cheryl's just a happier person now that she's with Tony. I don't know, but it's, I got nothing. I don't, I don't have a single burn. I don't know. It's kind of lame. We'll move on to our good, bad funnies. Um, in every episode, we like to find one thing that's good, one thing that's bad, and one thing that's funny. So for my good, 
I love, love, loved Josie's musical number. It was so sultry, beautiful. It was great. Also, I know we only do one, but I'm doing two this episode. Shannon Purser was excellent in that last scene in the hospital with the Gargoyle King. Like, that was great. That was really good TV. I loved that. It was scary. It was interesting. It was everything it needed to be, and she was magnificent. For my bad, I'm just so pissed at Jughead for drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, I just... Man... You don't know what's in that fucking cup. You know that Dilton's died. You know that Ben killed himself after he survived it. Don't drink it. Dear God. For my funny, I'm really drawing a blank here. Like, much like there wasn't a blossom burn, there wasn't really anything funny about this episode. I mean, I guess maybe when Ethel told Betty that she would never be worthy to play the game, um don't know what that's about because I feel like Betty's only been nice to her. I mean, they're kind of rough with their investigation, but still kind of rude. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was not a very funny ha-ha episode. For changes, if we were in the writer's room and got to make one change, I... I don't know. Can I write out the entire prison plot line, like, out of existence? Because it's so tired. I'm so done with it. Get him out already. Let's move on to bigger and better things. Let's get him in the investigation with the Gargoyle King stuff. Let's be done with this fight club bullshit. I don't know. I'm... I can't... I don't know how much more of it I can take. For theories, um... I'm theorizing that the Gargoyle King is actually Pop Tate. They always say it's who you least expect, right? Wouldn't... Wouldn't Pop Tate be, like, the one person you'd least expect to be the Gargoyle King? Who's not one of the parents that play the game in the 90s, apparently? I'm just saying. Just throwing that out there. Obviously, it's not going to be Pop. But wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be just so great? I don't know. Uh, let's move on to our Sabrina Corner. Our Real Housewives of Greendale holy shit it's out it's amazing i spent all day friday watching it instead of recording this like i was supposed to and i i'm only in the middle of episode four but so far i'm loving it i'm very confused about the time period it's supposed to be set in because everything we saw said that it was going to be the 60s but there are some technology that's definitely modern and that's confusing um but I don't want to throw any spoilers out. Just know that it's very creepy and very dark. And don't listen to anybody that says it's meh. Because I love it. Everybody I've talked to loves it. Ashley's almost done with it. She has like one episode left to go. Um, another girl that I work with that kind of casually watches Riverdale. Which is a sentence that does, doesn't even make sense to me. Um, she's seen all of season one. I don't know if she's seen season two yet. But she started watching it because she thought it was going to be a movie obviously she doesn't listen to this podcast or she would know all about it but um even she loved it she thought it was really great so she's watched like I think four or five episodes and and she's not even like a big Riverdale person so she she doesn't even know but yeah it's real good really 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 good um so loving it all right for 
um, our Skeets Dadgram Corner. So this week, or I guess last week really, because it's Monday now, um, but Cole Sprouse has been sharing pictures taken of him for King Kong Magazine, which I didn't know was a real thing until he posted them. But he's in this like weird tuxedo suit type of situation with lots of eyeliner. And in one particular shot, he has a giant silver mace thing. Like you can tell it's just a prop, but it's kind of cool. And the caption reads, the antagonist of every 90s anime, which is hilarious in and of itself, but Skeet's comment, God bless him, was, play nice, boy! <laughs> the capital B for boy! He knows what we want! The man knows what we want! Hell yes, it was so great. Alright, and with that darling moment in Skeet's social media history, that will do it for this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in in two weeks when we cover season three, episode four, The Midnight Club. So there will not be an episode on Halloween. We're taking a week off to, to celebrate Halloween, I guess. And we will be back um, the first week of November. So November 7th, I think. Yeah. Yeah. November 7th. Uh, we'll be back with Midnight Club. It's the flashback Breakfast Club episode, you guys. Um, so we're all very excited. Hopefully I'll have Ashley to do that episode with me. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review positively, please. Um, you know, give us all the stars you see fit. But if you um, have things to say and they're nice, please put them in the reviews. That helps us out so much. Um, if you have constructive criticism, don't be afraid to share. Like, I, I'm not saying that. Just please, like, share somewhere other than the iTunes reviews so, like, we can be downloaded by more people and more people can come here and listen to us talk about Riverdale from an adult perspective instead of a young adult or a teen perspective, but from an actual parent perspective. All iTunes reviews, whether good or bad, will be read aloud on the podcast. If you want to chat, you can reach me at Sharibi on Twitter and Instagram, and that's C-H-E-R-I-E-E-B-E-E. And you can email me any thoughts or skeet stuff, or if you thought there was a best blossom burn and I just missed it, um, you can email it to me anytime at realhousewivesofriverdale at gmail.com. Until next week, have a happy Halloween, guys and ghouls. Bye! We'll make the winter springtime and jingle jangle singtime.